Voila. This isn't an art. This is a article. This is a letter. A letter to the it's editor? It's a letter that they wrote. It's the letters policy. This guy, Tom Marquis from Bell Fountain, wrote this into the dispatch. This is a letter to the editor. <laughs> well, good. Why okay, is that? So they're poking Hold fun on. at the guy writing the letter. Why is Google News in the technology section picking up letters to the editor? <laughs> <laughs> you tricked me. Please. This is episode 58 of Yats every week, Wednesday night, right here, yet another com. Check it out. I'm Matt Lee. Joining me this evening, we have Ant Prude. What's up, Ant? What's going on, Mr. Lee? We got Mike Rothman. What's up, Mike? Guys, glad to be here again. Good to have you. We got Larry Press. What's up, Larry? Hi, everybody. Glad to see you. We got Chris Miller. What's up, Chris? My mic sounds nice. Your mic does sound nice. I like that. And we got Richard. Hey, what's up, Richard? Going good. Your mic does not sound as nice as Chris's. I just want to tell you that. Just just saying. All right. Uh, We should start the show off because this is uh, something near and dear to Richard's heart. I don't know. Are you are you making like a cameo or anything like that in this in this new film uh, that you mentioned? The internship? Uh, no, no, I am not in the movie. Did you watch uh, them did. film it? Uh, I did see them filming the, the movie. Did on, you get Owen Wilson's autograph? I did. And then promptly sell it on eBay for $5. I, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I think they're still kind of funny. I don't know. I haven't seen this yet. Um, it'll... I have I have two ways that I watch movies. I'll either pay to go see them in the theater because it's something I visually want to experience and the sound is nice, or if it's just whatever, I'll just watch it at home. You know how we do that. So this kind of is probably going to be one that I watch at home. <laughs> I'm just I'm just. So where saying, are you watching this one? At home. I just on my couch, which is. Well, no, I have a question. Right Did you watch the Social Network in the theater? Uh, no. That would be no. That was also one I watched at home, but I watched it. When it came out in theater, if that makes sense. So, difference. is this sort of a is this sort of a social network uh, uh, payback? I, I, you know, is this sort of Google's answer to the social network? Because this movie looks much cooler. Google looks better in this movie than Facebook well, looked in social network. You have to remember too, the social network movie wasn't Facebook or Mark Zuckerberg or anything like that. It was uh, I can't even think of the guy's name that. That directs, but Vinkovies. No, no. The who's the the guy that wrote it? That he has like a yeah, stu- the writer producer. Yeah, yeah. Big, I can't think of his name, dude. Who I can't remember. I know, but he has a he has a certain style, and that it. No, it's uh, somebody Google. Uh, How many computers are you in front of right now? Freaking Google it. But um, it, I want to know the inside story on it's how Google like, gets to be the 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 main character in this movie. Because they offered their campus? I, no, I don't know. Richard, do you know? Uh, well, I think from the interviews, uh, Vince Vaughn and, and Owen Wilson were saying that they worked with the writers, that they got the idea after they saw uh, they saw something on TV, like a documentary or something, and they, they, they thought, hey, wouldn't that be fun to do a movie at Google or about Google? Hmm. That is this, right. is, this isn't about the founding of Google, is it? The way Facebook... No, no, no. This is a... This, see, my personal, uh, you know, the social network was kind of dramatic and a, a little bit like techno dystopian type thing where they were kind of criticizing the brave new world we're going into. Uh, but uh, this movie looks far more goofball, which is my right of my, my alley, right? It's all satire parody. With truth, I, I would imagine. I mean, you guys do wear those hats. We do wear the hats. Uh, we do have the bikes. We do have the free food and the trampolines and the, yeah. 
And I think I don't know. I've I've never been to any of these campuses down there in uh, Silicon Valley, but it seems like from what you read, out of all of them, Google is the most like free range, quirkiest out of all of them. Like it seems like the other ones are just like come here and do your work and whatever. But Google's like here's some playgrounds and here's like a hack lab and here's all this other cool junk to mess around with. Well, it's certainly more inviting than Apple. Yeah, well, that's not saying much. <laughs> hey, um, Richard, do you know personally Erica Joy? I mean, I know Google I is know huge. Erica Joy better for sure. Yeah, she posted a video last week, and it was I was going to reshare it, but it was with her um, through the Google Glass, and it was really, really neat to see inside of you know a Googler's world, you know, because she's basically going to lunch or what have you and going through the campus and getting on the bike and you see you can see the environment and all of the employees there just sort of it's so free spirit kind of thing you know and other people getting on bikes everybody's going to this one particular uh cafeteria or whatever it is you know it's, it's, so one of my one of my favorite things on the campus is that there's a house just like a, so, so a boulevard it's like there's like an office, you know, Google office building, Google office building, Google office building, and then there's this house. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you walk by the house, you're like, wow, what's up with the house? All right. <laughs> uh, you know, you're thinking, was it like a bunch of houses and this guy didn't sell? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been in the house? So what's up with the house? Uh, now it, we got to know. People, people live in there. So, I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's got a nice little plot and, like, cars, like, they, they park, like, four or five cars in there. Do they Is work? Is it, like, Sergi and his, his, like, his family? I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it predates Google. I think whoever lives there. Oh, they don't work? Do they, they don't work at Google then? They squatting, baby. I know, right? now, they do not work Kick them out. I'm moving in. It's going to be if the they new. they do, it'd be like, beep, 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 roll out, and bam, you're the meeting. Right. <laughs> oh, and just I'm, just for uh, the record's sake, the uh, the social network was written by Aaron Sorkin. That's the guy whose name yeah, I'm that's the, of, and Sorkin, directed I by David Fincher. And I I would like to see their version of this this dark, cold world that is Google because I think that would be a interesting movie. Yeah, but right. Aaron Sorkin's version, yeah, right, of yeah, exactly. But don't you think though, really, that this movie touches something genuine in every nerd? That, you know, the the nerd in us says, wow, you know, I've got my my drab, dreary, day by, day-to-day job. Wouldn't I just die and go to heaven to go work at Google? Yeah. At least that's what the movie company is banking on. That's, yeah. that, that's the hype. That, that's the juice behind the hype. So, I look forward to watching it. I mean, I'm not going to... <laughs> go to the theater, but I do look forward to watching You're it. You're not going to pay this. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, this, is, this is 2013. Hey, wait, hold on. We have our Netflix subscriptions. Yes, We're I, I pay a subscription fee That's every right. month. So. I, I will have to dig up that Erica Joy uh, Google Glass movie, even though my only version is this one here. That's all I got. That's <laughs> That's Google awesome. Glass right there. The Blues, For me, the Blues Brothers version. If they, well done. If they partner with she... If they Sorry. partner uh, with Ray-Ban, that would be cool. Uh, so, speaking of not cool, did you guys see this story? And I don't know, like, how true it is. I mean, it's it's The Guardian, but it says that the NSA is collecting all your phone records, or at least millions of them, every day from Verizon. There's, like, this top-secret court order that is requiring Verizon to hand over all call data and they're saying that this shows the scale of this domestic surveillance under Obama. Uh, but is this is this cool? Like, can it's, I mean, of course they can just it's do supposed that. Supposed to be just Verizon. It, it says that this this one in particular is for Verizon. It says that the NSA is currently collecting the telephone records of millions of U.S. customers of Verizon, one of America's largest telecom providers, under a top secret court order issued in April. Uh, the order, a copy of which has been obtained by The Guardian, and there's a link to it here, uh, requires Verizon on an ongoing daily basis to give the NSA information on all telephone calls in its systems, both within the U.S. and between the U.S. and other countries. I am totally stunned. Is this news? Is yeah, this? I, do we I just heard ex- them talking about this on Scandal, so I sort of, sort of saw it coming. But, but I mean, Why would they do just Verizon? 
I mean, which well, they, they, they just got the Verizon letter. They're doing all. Of them, right? That's the start, right? And is it just the? It's the. It, it's not the phone calls themselves, though, right? It's just the the terminal points and the time they ran. Well, Verizon's right? not recording all of your phone calls, are they? Do they have that information to give up? Because that wouldn't be very good for people that are doing nefarious things. Who called who and when they called them? Well, that's yeah, whatever. That's why I use Text Secure, right? Honestly, I don't care. I mean, like I've said before, Google knows everything about me, so why not the NSA and everybody else know what's going on? It just it, it feels different because <laughs> it's like your phone line, right? Like most people don't have landlines; they have these mobile phones, and that yeah. I don't know. It it kind of seems like there's a there's a preset amount of privacy between one call to another connect. Like there, that should go without saying. I think. It used to. I don't right. know. Maybe not anymore. I, I mean, well, as long as we have these phones that are, you know, not only voice connected, but connected in through the web, privacy has gone. Oh, it's and a I, spy device in your pocket. Camera, mic, what else you need? Yeah, I, I, I gave up on the whole privacy thing. What do you think, I Chris? Just, I just want to meet the guy that has to drive the truck with all the printouts every day. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah his, his name is Watson. He That's says true. he says here you go. You know, here you go. Now it's they they probably pull data all the time. Who cares? Yeah, uh, you right. know, let them how long will it take them to rattle through that amount of big data with analytics now it wouldn't take long but they're definitely going to have to it's going to be months before they can rattle through all that information to make anything semblance out of it, right? There's not Watson sitting around. Well, okay, there is. so basically, I can go and do my dirt over the telephone, and I got a couple months of free time to get away and get a head start. That's what, what I say. Saying? That's what I say. You well, can, I mean, in that time, time, you can walk to the Canadian border. But this is retroactive <laughs> dirt, right? This is dirt from like when? When do these records start? I mean, is it forever, or is it starting now forward? It looks like if you read the article, some things all the way back through tel- uh, cell tower location dated 2005. But, I mean, it's uh, what is it? Your uh, credit card calling numbers, cell phone identifying number, the number you're calling. Basically, who cares? And what will they hope to you know, find this, with all this? This may be happening. The Guardian is a sort of a UK, United Kingdom scandal sheet to begin with. I don't know that they're the most credible sources in the world. I think right right now we're seeing the the um, current uh, administration having the backpedal from some uh, freedom of the press overreach. I, I'm glad we've got some mechanisms that are sort of self-correcting, and I hope I hope if this is happening, there's some uh, discovery of that and some uh, backpedaling on this too. You're always the man of reason. Yeah. But it, like Chris and Ann both said, and I think me too, why do you guys, who cares? Yeah, what's the it, What's going to happen bad because of this? If they're, if they're tracing my calls, they got a lot of boring stuff to <laughs> I know, right? weed through. <laughs> I mean, if they were listening to your calls, I could understand. But if they're just... But that's the thing. You say you say who cares, but isn't don't they do this slowly? Like they're gonna do this first, and we're gonna be like, who cares? And they're gonna be like, well, now we're listening to your calls, and we're gonna be like, nah, that's fine. Who cares? And they're gonna be like, now we're like in your bedroom watching you, and we're gonna be like, yeah, that's fine. Who cares? Like it's I don't know, maybe not. Who who cares? Oh no, Matt. We would <laughs> Matt. We would really care if they were in your bedroom watching you. My bedroom or your bedroom? Yours. We would oh, okay. really care. Right. We so you're saying care. that we all we're care that. drawing a line? Is sure. that what you're getting at? My or bedroom, the, right? Okay. Yeah, that's, okay. that's fine. It's a good question. Where's the line? That's a good question, Ant. Where's the line? Yeah. For me, um, is it different like for said, every person? Yeah, I think it would be different for most folks, you know. Right um, now, there's some people out there in the hills that are arming themselves, thinking of a government takeover. And it's that's happened. been happening for how many years now, though? Like, forever? Well, now they know they're getting their cell phone stuff, too. Yeah. They don't have coverage, though, out in the hills. They used to be mad about it. Now they're kind of thrilled. Right. They're like, you know what? We were going to lease some property so you could put a tower here. Eh, we're not going to do that anymore. You go find Maybe a, not. Go find another one. And Well, I guess uh, we should just follow up some who cares with some 
Duh. Did you guys see this article in the Columbus Dispatch? The headline reads, Internet allows computers to be hacked. Man, I am shocked. I am outraged. <laughs> I have to disconnect right now. I, I, I had go. no idea. The internet. Uh, who cares? <laughs> That's the next how it's... Tell me, the next thing you're going to tell me is they're keeping track of our phone calls. Please stop that. <laughs> you never know. So that's how it happens, though. That, it's good to know that it's the internet and not, you know, like people downloading porn or something, which is also on the internet. Never mind. <laughs> I'm going to open this up. This is an old article, isn't it? You're tr- you're, you tricked us today. I made this up. It's on The Onion. Actually, no, it's on, it's on Dispatch.com. How old says, is this article? You do have a history. June 4th. <laughs> Uh, it says, in other words, it says any person with slightest knowledge of computers and the internet knows there's only one way to protect computers from being hacked. Simply make sure that the computer in question has no access to the internet or to computers that do. Which is kind of BS, because how was Stuxnet inserted? Those computers yeah, weren't connected ne- never to Never mind the, the whole USB drives that people walk around oh, with. No, people drop those. Or Q- QR codes. Like, you can easily print out your own QR code and stick it over someone else's and... This isn't an article. This is a letter. A letter to the editor? It's a letter that they wrote. It's the letters policy. This guy, Tom Marquise from Bell Fountain, wrote this into the dispatch. This is a letter to the editor. (laughs) Well, good. Why is that? They're poking fun at the guy writing the letter. Why is Google News in the technology section picking up letters to the editor? (laughs) (laughs) You tricked me. Because it got your attention, you put it in the show notes. I'm I saying. know. I'm the asshole. Knows how to pick them. That's right. Fine. Home opinion letter to the editor. The, the last sentence. There's no valid excuse for the defense of the United States to have been compromised by hackers. This is a letter to the editor. Okay. Oh. Moving on. All right. <laughs> Chris, tell me about the BlackBerry Q10. Are you excited about their second awesome smartphone? No. Okay, moving on. AMD. Well, no, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Hold oh, on. He, oh now you want to talk about Okay. Hey. He's not excited, but what about what about Europe and, and the, the... No, no, no. You didn't ask users. me why. You didn't ask me why. Okay, you, just, well, why? you just assumed there all of a sudden that I'm just blowing it off. No. The OS, strong, ready to go. I still think the Z10 is a much better device than the Q10. People love the physical keyboard. I think they lost the true ability of the operating system with the physical keyboard because they shrink the space down to the couple inch and you have to use the touch screen. Yeah. So I'm saying that I compared to the Z10, I think the Q10 to me is a loser unless you just have to touch a keyboard for some stupid reason. I can type just as fast on so here. you're saying they got a smaller screen for touch, but they gained their keyboard, right? Yeah, they gained their keyboard. They ha- And now keep in mind, they also took away the top row of normal BlackBerry buttons. Those aren't there. So the call button hang-up button and the home button are part of the touch screen. So you will be touching the screen, which was different than the 9900s. Remember, the 9900s had a 3-inch touch screen as well uh-huh. in the bolds, but it's a little bit different. The camera, much better. Um, I have found in low light, it sucks. But the camera in normal lighting is awesome. It's a, you know 8 megapixel with the time shift, the whole thing about you know you can roll back the picture of people's faces to get a smile or whatever. Right. Um, but you get all the benefits of the OS now in that new device, which is very cool. The hub is there, multi-applications running at once. But I just don't like the idea that you lose all of this space just to get that. Would you rather have a bigger phone so you maintain the screen and have a keyboard? No, this fits. If This is about the size, you know, Q10 idea. It fits perfect in a shirt pocket. If it's in a back pocket, bigger, you're getting into stupid. I mean, I looked down the other day off a balcony and saw a guy with a note and it, I mean, it looked like he was carrying around a uh, Walmart scanning tablet with him. It is it kind of silly. My friend's girlfriend has a note too, and like it just when it it's the biggest. It's so I can't like look at her when she's on the. It's the silliest. She's looking like thing. she's like this. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the it image. Is. Hold a trapper keeper you. up to the side of your head, and that's what it looks like. I still want one, damn it. But nobody that has one, and honestly, have you ever seen anybody with a note that wears a damn Bluetooth headset, ever? No, they're all like this. Right. <laughs> you know, but, but I've said before. And they're, they're like daring you to look at them. Yeah. Yes. I've, Don't I've ever make eye contact. With my Nexus 7, I would love for that to be able to make regular phone calls. And the reason I say that is because of the, the real estate of the screen and because of these right here. I, I mean, even with my Nexus, Galaxy Nexus, I never put that thing to my face. It's always earbuds. So. I'm not going to have that whole... 
you can make phone calls with uh, Google Voice on the Nexus 7. Yes, you can, and Groove IP, yep. Yeah, it works that. pretty well, too. Yeah. But, I mean, if it had the radios in it for LTE and things like that, then, you want LTE. oh, man, they I have would a love it. They have a version of it that has the at least the 3G. What's that? They have a version of the Nexus 7 that has that has 3G. Not it on Verizon. A, a it's not on Verizon, <laughs> Oh. So, from a from a one of our people watching us live in the stream here, do you think that? And according to the article as well, the keyboard is an addiction. It's not something they have to have. They just don't want to type on a flat screen. It's I don't, it's. I don't think it's so much an addiction as it's like a behavioral type of thing. I mean, maybe that is addiction, but I don't think they're doing it because they're addicted to it and they like it. They're doing it because that's what they know, and they don't like the way flat screen feels. Like it's just Chris, like what, different. What, what, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Larry. Well, for those people, I guess it's faster. Now, Chris, you, you do BES administration and have to worry about wiping devices and so Look forth. Look at you when, using instead of saying BES, saying BES. Keep going, Ant. Quaint? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But you got, um, you, how was it when, when the Blackberry started to fall off and, you know, when, in, all the other smartphones gained a little more, a little more momentum. Mm-hmm. I know from my quote unquote day job, I had a, a handful of users that just didn't want to let it go. And they always said because of the keyboard and they struggled through those devices mm-hmm. because they wanted that physical keyboard. Was it the same way with, with the people in your field? Oh yeah. Well, it's the same thing. So we manage Bez servers. We manage uh, the other OSs and the MDM solutions, your hardest thing. We've never really talked about it, but, Mobile device management enterprises is hugely complex. Not every product does everything. Um, yeah. Every vendor in the Android and iOS space that handles it are playing catch up to what BlackBerry does. BlackBerry's mobile device management is years ahead of the other ones still. Now they're catching up faster than you would think they would, but they're still behind um, the control and policy now, like we talk about in the Q10 and the Z10s to split data truly on a device is yeah. still unheard of in the other ones. Yeah. Um, I don't have that isolation sandbox inside of a device that you find in the other ones. Do you think, though? Do you think if they bring it up to par, like, how are they going to get that mind share out of everybody? Because everybody's, like, so ingrained in Android or iOS. Like, how are they going to pull some of that? App, apps. It's all about the apps. It's nothing else but the apps. Anytime you hear anyone complain, it's not about the device or the performance now. It's about the apps. Oh, we want more apps. And then you ask them, well, what five apps do you use the most? Well, it's probably the same five apps that they can run now on the Z10 and Q10s that they just don't know that. Uh, so what's, uh, Chris, what's the BlackBerry market share looking like? The, you know, m- m- uh, Microsoft uh, phone, <laughs> Windows Phone 8 was just in the news as having reached uh, something like 5.6% market share. I don't believe that because I never see them. But I, I, BlackBerry's in the U.S. definitely going down, Android and iOS going up. But overseas, still, we still see a huge penetration of BlackBerry devices. So, I mean, it's not, we're not talking Canada. We're talking overseas. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, the most recent numbers I was quoting, by the way, were U.S. numbers, U.S. Right. market. Yeah, U.S., yeah. But I, don't, I still don't see a lot of people buying Windows devices. I Any, don't either. Anywhere we host, manage, uh, they come to us as new customers. We, I do not see... People go, oh, yeah, by the way, we have 5% Windows users. They go, we have this one guy that we can't make him buy an iPhone or an Android because he runs on Windows. That's it. That's it. Sorry, yeah. I don't mean to be a downer. I know of only one Windows Phone 8 person myself as well. I don't I've, know any. I've only ever seen it in the TV show Arrow. I've yeah. never seen him in the wild. <laughs> yeah, it's wild all over the TV, like, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Corvita had one for a while, and uh, she gave it back. It was, like, horrible. She was using it South by Southwest, and she ended up giving that. I think it was the Lumia, right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. the Lumia. What, yeah, I find, made- what I find amusing is the I, I keep seeing on Google Plus a lot of uh, Android themes that people made and put together that look just like Windows Phone, but it's like an Android. I don't know. It, like, the look Roger is... Eight. Yeah. Look, at, look at him holding up the Android in the background. Like this is the angry Android. That's the angry <laughs> dead Android. <laughs> awesome. Well, you we should... Tell. Speaking of Android, did you guys see the uh, article about AMD breaking their Windows exclusivity and going for uh, some Android and Chrome OS 
adoption. Thought that was kind of interesting. Would you guys want uh like I run AMD here on on my stuff except for this laptop, but would you guys want like an Android AMD tablet laptop thing? Intel's Can't doing hurt. it. I mean Intel's doing it or will do it soon. Can't hurt. They have to do this to keep up with Intel? Or is this just they see a large market there that they're not in that they could make processors for and probably make pretty good ones? I think everyone, you know, it, the market's down on Windows right now. Windows RT is sort of uh, regarded as a flop. Windows 8 is not selling. A- AMD is looking out for its own interests, and that, that means Android, and that means uh, Chrome. Those are the operating systems with the buzz. When they said that we are very committed to Windows 8, we think it's a great operating system, but we also see a market for Android and Chrome developing as well. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, they cover all the yeah. bases. It's like you Android is, is the number one, far and away number one uh, phone operating system now. Now, Matt, last night I heard you guys, um, well, actually I caught the rerun of Attack of the Androids, and you're talking about that Chrome Pixel from... Yeah, we gave him so much crap about that. I kind of feel bad. I was listening back. I was like, God, we were mean. <laughs> you know, so so everybody here on the panel, you know, do you guys really feel like a Chrome Pixel is is well, not Chrome Pixel, but the Chrome OS is really going to be up and coming? Well, we uh, should. We I should preface this by saying the main reason we gave him so much crap is that they gave these away to everybody at I O, and he found one on eBay for a grand, and like was like, oh, that's a deal, and and got it. So that that's why we gave him a hard time. But yeah. it it is like what Jeremy said on the show that you paid a thousand dollars for a web browser, a but web it browser. is nice hardware. And if you do put something like a uh, real operating system on it, you know, it would be the screen is gorgeous. I don't know if it's worth a grand, but. Richard, yeah, you have one, right? Yeah, I'm using mine right now, yeah. Would you pay a grand for one? I did pay a grand for this one. Okay, well, there you have it. I mean, so, uh, so like, I, I, well, I didn't want to give him my MacBook because I, I had to play StarCraft, right? But, uh, yeah, but then I, uh, so there are things that the Chrome Pixel won't do. So, uh, and but, Eric you know, is I mean, a I, I, Eric is a developer, and that's what I, at I/O they were like, you know, we want our developers to be using these so that when you make your stuff, it looks good on all the screens. And I still well, notice it with I, the I, Nexus. I think the Pixel was being a forward-thinking device, so I mean, I, I expect to see more integrations between Android and Chrome. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised to see something along the line of that you could run Android in a tab at some point. Uh, and then access Android apps and then like use the touch screen on the Chrome Pixel to basically use it and, and access and use Android apps on, on your Pixel. Well, what about, we, we saw, we talked a little bit about the Asus AIO that will dual boot Android and Windows. Like, why wouldn't you just have one that is kind of well, like I don't know if that's going to happen, by the way. I don't work on those teams. I have no, like, I have no insight. No, right. But I'm just saying, like, why couldn't they, I mean, it would just be just as easy to make one that dual boot Chrome OS and Android if, if you wanted something like that. And Ubuntu, if, if you even wanted to go there. Well, so, like, I run Crouton on mine, which uh, does actually share a kernel between Chrome OS and Ubuntu. Hmm. Uh, so the nice thing is the touchscreen and all the other stuff works in Ubuntu because it's using the kernel that already knows about all the hardware, right? So Did they just... Uh, Crouton? Uh, really? Crouton? You said Crouton. Yeah, Crouton is the... Uh, there's, there's, a, there's an article on the web somewhere that tells you how to load it. Crouton. That's, I'm just laughing at the name more than anything. Crouton. Is there an article that also tells you about the name? <laughs> yeah, I would have. I would have named something a crumbly piece of bread. Personally, but <laughs> well, Ruby on rail. I mean, what is that? Like, we can get into names all day. I mean, where does it end? AMD. What's that mean? It's like mad, but all jumbled up. Dumb. <laughs> Not even in a you know. An OCD order. That, you know, I know. That it's not even like backwards. Uh, to finish this up, they say adoption of Windows 8 on tablets has been weak. Android support could open up a larger market for AMD. Uh, the previous Z01 and Z60 tablet chips were used in just a handful of Windows tablets, none of which sold too well. Uh, have, I, have either? I've never even heard of the Z01 and the Z60 tablet chip in a Windows tablet. It's 9 o'clock. Good. No, it's well, not. Actually, my Windows, my HP tablet, Windows laptop here has an AMD, but it's a Turion X2. So, 
And those didn't, like they- these didn't sell well either. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> whatever. All is, right. it an X, but is it an X, X86 compatible chipset? Uh, what? Yes. Is it X86, like this normal? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just a Windows 7. Or it was Vista. It came with Vista with a little pen. Check out this awesome pen that it came with. <laughs> oh, it's cute. Yeah. yeah that's cute. But you, it's the one that you open the screen and then you can rotate it and fold it down so you have this tablet that's like this thick. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And the touch it's screen the, is crap. Anyway, the slate. Yeah, it, and it has a finger thing. It, it's stupid. I don't even know why I have it. It's camera two for the other show. <laughs> that's all it does. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, Larry, tell us about, give us Cuba update. You're the man in Cuba writing about all this technology. Not in Cuba. Cuba update. I'm, I'm not sure. I think we've talked about Cuba before. But yes, many got times. got a, a second fiber optic cable going from Jamaica to Cuba. Um, so there's two Cuba, now. There's two. Uh, there's two there now. Two. Excellent. But there's not a t- an awful lot of the traffic still going over satellite because they have zilch for domestic infrastructure. That's the, the cables of a strong link in a weak chain. But they they opened up 118 new internet access centers. Um, I think the 4th of June or something like that. And they cut prices, but I think Cuba is still the most expensive place on earth. Um, they need some internet blimps. They, well, yeah, you guys, were, were you guys talking about that? Internet blimps have been in the air for, or been in the discussion for, I don't know, shit, at least 10 years now, but I don't know of any place that's actually doing internet. Blimps. It's because they keep getting hit by birds. To do internet blimps. I have no idea. I do know we bought a company that does have like aerial stuff, and who knows? But yeah, I don't know. Good yeah. luck to any company that wants to fly anything over Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> well, or Namibia, or or Zambia, or Mali. Come on, yeah. I mean, yeah, any of them. Good yeah. luck. But there, there was a lot of talk about internet blimps in in developing nations ten years ago or so, over ones that are less likely to shoot them down. But uh, no, but the other thing is that. They they have cut prices. It's like it's only like four dollars an hour for internet access. Yeah, right. Add mm-hmm. up to whatever that means, two megabits per second. But the other well, thing that's text cool message is, for only twenty five cents a text message. That's yeah. a bargain. And you and when you figure that the average Cuban makes around twenty bucks a month, um, <sighs> that's not it's not for the man in the street. It, uh, no, Cuba still the domestic infrastructure really sucks. But one thing that happened. You guys know who Yoni Sanchez is? That would be no. Okay, she's like a really uh, pretty famous uh, blogger who kind of had the balls to start blogging again, you know, in a liberal way in Cuba uh, way before it was fashionable. And and she's gotten all kinds of international peace awards and stuff. So she's kind of too visible to um, to kill, I guess, or to imprison. And so she went into one of those centers, and that was cool. She she um, tweeted out some pictures, one of which is this uh, little logon warning that I guess Internet Explorer pops up. It says, you're in a public place, and beware, if you post stuff on the Internet, somebody else might be able to read it, which I thought it was quite ironic, because <laughs> sure somebody's reading it. Duh, you know. But anyhow, that's the latest in Cuba, new Internet access centers, and I think it's I don't know. I I haven't done a survey, but my guess is it's the most expensive public access in the world. How much did she pay to tweet a picture of her website? Right. Yeah, well, it, how long did it take it? Two megabits per second. Um, well, that's not too bad for a picture. Take, yeah. You well, she's, up, she's updating a website regularly, so how, you know. Well, I, that's where she, she sends stuff out and it gets posted. But I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe this will change her modus operandi. Like literally she, writes. She's written a book and she's, uh, she just got back from a – they actually let her out, jeez, uh, two, three months ago. Uh, she had tried to get out to go receive awards, one thing and another, for years. And they gave her a visa and she was out in the world. So she, she probably – I'm sure she has money coming in from book royalties or um, – who knows where? She's not your average Cuban. Oh, I did. You see this part though? I, I found interesting. You talk about the two meg and everything. Um, they are still restricting VOIP calls. 
Yeah, but you know, countries, that's a long-standing tradition amongst countries. They get revenue from that. The government gets revenue from terminating those calls. And it's, um, it's, it's not just a thing of trying to keep people from doing encrypted VoIP calls or something. It's also it's protecting a revenue source. Um, yeah, and I wonder how fast the speeds are that these politicians get. I'm sure that there are some people that are getting way faster than two megabits per second. Like politicians, also, uh, you know, foreign businesses, anybody with with dollars. With, oh, here you go. Here's your international email plus domestic navigation, one fifty CUC an hour. Domestic browsing and email just sixty cents CUC an hour. International browsing and email only, four fifty CUC an hour. That's the most expensive on there. So if you stay local. Yeah, sixty if you stay local, but you can bring flash drives. So you're that's, saying, you're and saying that, by uh, the way, is new. So and that's a that's the biggest difference. Uh, I think it, that four fifty. I misspoke when I said four. It used to be six to eight, so that's gone way down. Like you used, you used to have to go to hotels and shit. Um, but the flash drive thing, as far as I know, is new, and that's kind of. Uh, that opens yeah. a little bit of a Pandora. And out of uh, out of one hundred eighteen centers, only twelve are in Havana. My pleasure. That, that, by the way, is Cuba historically has been very much like most developing nations. They'd set up the network and it would be in the capital city and maybe the second city. Uh, but Cuba has always really been, the, you know, sort of as a public policy, a decent, relatively decentralized place. And so, tourists pay, I'm reading the uh, sheet and uh, in my mind mentally converting, but yeah, tourists pay the most money out of everybody according to their ads. Well, that makes sense. So you're saying yeah. there's no net neutrality in Cuba either? No. Good to, good to know. That is amazing, considering that they're like an all things are equal, fair, communist. Yeah, you would think, right? The same type thing. That's so weird. Yeah, but okay, hey, now, if I t- now I will put on my Cuban hat. But of course, we're totally screwed because of the Americans. It's the embargo. This would be a paradise if it weren't for the embargo. Well, we are kind of dicks, so I could see that. We are kind of dicks, but believe me—that's and I fully admit that we're kind of dicks. Oh, the for sure. The embargo is ridiculous, yeah. and it has hurt them some. But the truth is, there's a few other problems. If they only had blimps. If they only had blimps, yeah. Hydrogen I mean, or helium? Hold on, hydrogen or helium? Doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, they, actually, they've been experimenting with an old Hindenburg model. Oh, <laughs> that keeps going I'm, down. Can I mention something here? H one. Keeps going yes. down in flames. Since we're finishing Cuba, I want to mention something. Uh, this is actually about all the stuff going on in uh, Istanbul. Yeah. Uh, a Did team of guys see? that we, uh, one of the guys we work with who's an, uh, he's considered an IBM champion. So it was IBM. A group of them have put together a website that's uh, taking public photos. It's HTTP. It's uh, showdiscontent.com. And all it is is a collection of photos. There's no slant. There's no verbiage. They're not slant. It's just a collection of people's photos from everything in Istanbul going all, all the riots. It's very kind of, uh, there are so for those watching us, there are a few images that are disturbing. We will give the proper warning, uh, but it's showdiscontent.com, and it's a very cool site with hundreds of pictures, live updates daily um, from people that are there live inside of the riots and stuff. And it's the fighting completely crazy out there. We, I saw one picture come across Google Plus that was like an aerial photo of this square, and there was like yeah. the largest mass of people I've ever seen. It was crazy. Yeah, they well, actually, the photo, of real quick, Richard, the photo of the girl that's become infamous, the mm-hmm. one in red that's getting sprayed, she's actually in there, part of their early stream on the site. So. Oh, wow. That's cool. Go ahead, Richard. You know, that, that's kind of interesting. Turkey's doing real well. You know, it's not yeah, a totally impoverished That's true, and they have had traditionally a secular government instead of a fundamentalist government, but uh, Ankara, uh, you know, which is the capital uh, they, they've always kind of had like very conservative politicians, and they've always kind of butted heads with the population in Istanbul, which is a lot more liberal. And, right. And, Keep uh, in mind, the, the site is non-government, which means they're not filtering it because they're the apparently the government there is filtering a lot of content. But this show discontent is non non-filtered. Thanks for that pointer, Chris. That, yeah. This is a really interesting site. Yeah, it's all pictures. I have a colleague that's in Turkey, and I will send him that link right away. Well, one of my colleagues is uh, Turkish, and she actually was offered a gig to run for parliament in Turkey. And she mm-hmm. said, nah. And she said, no, thank you. Uh, well, she was doing the math, and she makes more money at Google. 
Sure. Oh, I don't doubt that. And your well, life is in the house. Yeah, the pheasant in the ground. The beanie. She gets the beanie, so I would stay. And no pepper spray. I mean, hey, there you go. Or water cannons. True. Or water cannons. <laughs> or bulldozers. Well, I don't have the little water cannons down there. I don't know. But either way. Awesome. But I figured you guys would like that site. So. Yeah, good stuff. We'll have to put a link to it in the oh, show notes. For sure. Uh, Richard, you posted this. We should talk about this uh, while we have some time because I, I think this is pretty interesting also. We have uh, the U.S. and we have our best friend, China, uh, sitting down at a table. We're going to have a little discussion about hacking. More importantly, okay. you, do you want to be China or the U.S.? We'll do some role-playing here. Have a little, little kabuki, Peter? Sure. You be, uh, you be China. Okay. Uh, be... Oh no, no, you go, but you say something bad first. Go ahead. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll be China. And I'll just say we're we we Rome Reich. What you've been doing, hacking us, and uh, this needs to stop right away. Wow, you know, I got a trillion dollars of U.S. bonds over here. I don't know, <laughs> man. I maybe we should maybe we should maybe we should dump these. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that we have any leverage here. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's going to be a wet noodle when it comes in and we're going to be like stop it stop couldn't, they in, or else. couldn't they in theory just be like uh, no and now we're not making anything for you we would be so screwed like we wouldn't know what to do at this point in time we are so dependent on that it seems like I, this, this takes me as a stop or I'll yell stop again kind of thing I mean it's you know, but everybody's uh, hacking can we can we like get on on a on a place here that everyone is hacking it's not just us or them or you or me like everybody's doing it you can't just all of a sudden stop like the technology's out there the know-how is out there the framework and everything it's all out there you can't just be like all right everybody on the count of three we're all gonna stop hacking each other's stuff that'll never happen they just want to put it more out in the open that, like, we know you're doing it, and we know you know we know we're doing it, and we're just going to keep doing it, so smile for the cameras type of thing? or so Nobody's saying we know we're doing it. They're saying we know you're doing it. I don't hear a lot of we're doing it, too. Everyone's does, doing it. Does the U.S. ever talk about Stuxnet? I don't think so, no. still. They don't still that do that. No. Everybody knows it was you in Israel. Is that like do we do we not know that? Is that not common knowledge by now? So you guys think these talks are just a just pointless and a sham? Because they have said they're going to have regular talks with the Chinese about this stuff. I don't. I don't see how you're going to get them to stop doing it, though. I mean, is there any kind of thing that, to the extent that if those two big guys would stop doing it, or that somehow that. By keeping this, China doesn't want the status quo to go away. They're not going to quit selling this stuff. They, we're all really tied together now. And maybe we want to have stability. Maybe they want to have stability and we want to have stability. Well, you know, there's an old joke. If I owe you $100,000, I got a problem. If I owe you a trillion dollars, you got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's another side of the equation, too, which is we are the market that China depends for selling their goods into. Totally. And also, Richard, what percentage of, of our total debt is that whatever we have to China? Isn't this still the huge major part of the U.S. debt to U.S. citizens? Uh, yeah, I, well, exactly. I mean, I'm sure they don't hold the majority or anything, but they do hold massive amounts of U.S. debt. Yeah, but, but they don't they... want us. What Mike says is true. If they, if they do something that puts our economy in the toilet, that kills their exports. I mean, it is kind of like say we're so interdependent that we they both kind of want to maintain the status. Well, quo. and it's possible for that reason that you might. I mean, because the, the way Google looks at it, I mean, I'm not going to speak for Google, but I mean, go ahead. Uh, I, would, I would say that basically, you know, that the issues, you know, that that might be had are with, like, a portion of the Chinese government, not the Chinese people, right? So you're just trying to convince the Chinese government, that small portion of the Chinese government, to stop being, you know, dicks. Like, Can we all just stop being dicks? That's the quote of the show. <laughs> this one is not going on, and that's the quote of the show. Just stop being dicks. 
But now, if in that in that scenario, it's kind of like mutually assured destruction in a way of economies. But who is more dependent? Like, is it going to be harder for us to stop this way of life we've become so accustomed to, or is it going to be harder for them to just stop making crap and start making crap for themselves instead? It, it seems like we're more dependent, and just from like the tech angle, like all of this stuff comes from there. It, if uh, I don't know, it seems like we would be more hurt in in that situation. Uh, Grand, we'd we'd just be like, okay, now we have to deal with you know making our own crap, but whatever, we'll figure it out. Yeah, but you know. can't just turn stuff like that on and off either. Right? Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah, There's we'd, a we'd lot be of good. We'd be good with, with our cell phones for the next like two years, and then after that, we'd be totally stuck. Once the supply chain ran. Oh, but Huawei isn't going to – if they say, okay, no more exports to the U.S., Huawei is not going to be a happy camper, and I guarantee you they've got some power there as well, as does, you know, so you, you guys talk about, making shit. Huh? You guys talk about the Moto X on, on Attack of the Androids last night? Uh, did we? I don't think so. I don't well, you know, because that, that is uh, all things D, I think, would be the last week of the week before, uh, like the Motorola CEO announced the, that they're going to announce uh, the Moto X this summer. So that that's exciting. Well, when it's announced, we'll probably talk about it. Okay, fine. We'll talk about it then. Because I like Motorola hardware, for sure. Like, I, I've loved Motorola hardware, and it would be nice to have a good phone on Verizon, hopefully, that is a, an X device. Not getting my hopes up. Exactly. Rich, you know, exactly. What have we learned, Ant, from doing AOTA? We don't ever get our hopes up. Exactly. <laughs> no more. Richard, do you know anything about this Make With Moto tour that they're doing around the country? Uh, Make With Moto? Uh, well, I well I know that they're going to do a big America push on this Moto X thing because it's going to be made and assembled in Fort Worth. Uh, so that's going to be a big, a big push. But I don't know about this make with Moto. You know, it's, it's, it's a very googly and not so Motorola sounding thing. They're going around the country in a, with vans, uh, basically trying to, like they just came through LA. Is how I know about it. They went to Caltech for three days, and they had students from Caltech and from Otis Art Institute spend a three-day workshop uh, trying to come up with ideas and prototype hacks to Motorola. And they and it's scheduled to go all summer across the country doing stuff like that. They seem to really want to open source. Uh, they're just kind of playing with what could you do with a phone if you could have a ribbon cable coming out of it and hook it up to the outside. Well, world. isn't that the idea though? Like Motorola was so locked down, and their bootloaders were so locked, and they're like you had to do all this crappy crap to them to get like Moto Blur off and get a ROM on there that you liked. And now Google has it. It's like, we're just going to open this up. Like, what do you guys exactly. want from – and that's a good thing. I'm down with that. We're only $12 billion, and bam, we opened that puppy right up. It's amazing. Right. <laughs> the key, the magic key was 12. Oh, look, it's, look, it's full of patents. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a troll. Put the troll back in the box. Take the patents. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we should mention uh, Microsoft on a never-ending journey to keep our computers safe from uh, hackers and, and whatnot. Them and, what was it, the FBI? They shut down this botnet called the Citadel botnet. Uh, Ant, did you have any uh, run-ins with the, the Citadel uh, malware or anything like that in your IT uh, ramblings? That would be no. That's interesting. This thing was pretty widespread. I've never come across it myself, but uh, they said they didn't get the whole thing, but they got enough of it to where they put a pretty good-sized dent in. Uh, they say uh, they, it would help quickly uh, release victims from the threat and make it riskier and more costly for the criminals to continue their business. So you take out a big chunk of that, and, and there you go. Was uh, it only Microsoft? Would it like blue it, cheese or crumble, or what was that, crouton over there? Would it be... Uh, it <laughs> Would it be uh, susceptible to this? <laughs> breadcrumbs. It's called breadcrumbs. <laughs> did this Citadel botnet have anything to do with the school in South Carolina? Or the movie? One second. Citadel, the movie? Uh, horror movie. Weird movie. Anyway. <laughs> Richard left. He went, he went, see, he went to get it. Uh, we, we ran him off. They said this this uh, this botnet was basically responsible for stealing online banking info and personal identities, leading to more than five hundred million dollars in losses. Mm. 
So, good well, deal. Uh, hit about where, where, five. Where one botnet crashes, a hundred will flower. Yeah, exactly. They said it hit about five million people in more than ninety countries. The biggest infections were in the U.S., Europe, Hong Kong, Singapore, India, and Australia. Can I can I bring something up? I'd love to see now. Oh, please. I want these hackers to actually create a botnet on Xboxes, the new Xboxes. Done. And and why is it you want that? Because those go deeper into the home networks than a lot of these computers do out there on the public side. And they're powerful. Ooh. Like, what could you do with a bunch of Xboxes all hooked up, like cracking uh, Bitcoin hashes or something? They're all unrestricted. They're all sitting on the home networks. They're all connected. They're trusted to be able to stream. It's UPNP, and and right? Oh, thank you. Plug and play. Hey, that's a great idea. Public-facing UPMP. That's why it's a terrible idea. I guess I better write that up. He keeps bringing all the Android cool things in. He's got like a salt and pepper shaker he had a minute ago. I know. <laughs> now he's got. Them. I have. I have an Android Lego thing and a bunch of Android soaps, and the soaps are pretty much gone. They just look like Jolly Ranchers now. Yeah, I, I just want to know if I'm Wait, off, Mike. I want to ask Mike. Right, he brings those up. I want to ask Mike. Is that? Would you think I'm crazy thinking they should do a botnet made out of Xboxes and the new ones? Because the new ones are going to have a more computer-like infrastructure. I don't know. That sounds probably like a pretty good idea. It, it, the the new Xbox is going to be based largely on uh, Windows 8 technology. Right. That's my so point. So it's it's cer- certainly going to be vulnerable with no antiviri. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know if we know that they're not going to run antiviri. They're not going. To, Isn't it though? It. By the time your antiviri is being like, yo, you're infected. It's it's probably too late at that point. Yeah. Well, they've already blocked you from most of them, right? Then most of the bots block you from updating from the sites anyway. Yeah, there you go. Chris, Chris, I think you got a new calling. Chris, (laughs) the only way to prevent this is not be on the Internet. I read this article the other day that said... (laughs) Yeah, did you write that letter to the editor? (laughs) Actually, you got me. I'm Jeff whatever his name was. (laughs) <laughs> I'll write the article. Where should I put it? Is that Adele? Where should I put it? I'll put it somewhere. That, that's right. It. Just throw that New up domain. on tech page one, would you? Tech page one. <laughs> uh, fun. All right. Uh, what else are you yeah, talking about? article about the White House coming out against patent trolls? I've no. been seeing that. I, I try not to read articles that have the word patent in them anymore. That and no more Android hype. Like Those are my two my two things. But you could tell us about it if you want. We yeah. got like eight minutes to kill, so kill it. I want to hear it. Uh, well, it looks like uh, the president, El Presidente, the leader of the pack, uh, is uh, is coming out and uh, you know kind of you know calling out Congress, which has been so really incredibly successful so far, uh, to do something and, and basically you know like just do look- something. Congress, will you please just do something? Okay, thanks. Yeah, right. Stop right there. Actually, you don't even have to go further than that. Right. Actually, just you know, he, he, do something. Yeah. Uh, no, I think he wants. Uh, he, he basically is asking, you know, saying, "Hey, look, patent trolls. You know, there's been, I guess there's been like a 200 percent increase in, in uh, you know, patent legislation. Also, at, on this American Life, which is an NPR radio show, they did a whole thing. Of, um, I guess when patent trolls attack or something like this, part two. Nice. Um, and and they went back to a show they did two years ago where they had been kind of digging into intellectual ventures, and then they kind of did a follow up after this. Uh, after this lawsuit wrapped up and then answered a lot of the questions that they had in the first story, but they hadn't been able to answer at that time. Good stuff. Right. So, and it, and it, it talked about interesting things like the cost of settling these lawsuits, which is just massive. We could pay back China. <laughs> no, we won't do that. I don't China could pay us back. Do you think this was a response to all the, you know, they started that petition us thing, and if it gets like 50,000, we'll talk about it, but then they had to raise it because people were submitting stupid stuff, like we're going to make a Death Star or whatever. Because I, I saw a bunch of those on there, like Patton. I wonder if that's what made him finally make a public statement about it or whatever. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think he does genuinely want to help U.S. businesses and entrepreneurs, and that he feels like this is a legitimate burden on on a lot of businesses. Right? You know, that the, the patents are actually, in this case, being used for exactly the opposite of what they're supposed to be used for, which is to encourage innovation. Speaking of innovation, SpongeBob moved from Netflix to Amazon. Larry oh, wrote a blog post about it. Good deal, Larry. What I have was that in the president's announcement too? Yeah. Let me tell you that that's that's the way those things are going. And like when SpongeBob, you know, all of a sudden you 
used to watching SpongeBob. I'm a big SpongeBob fan. And then it disappears one day. That's because Netflix wouldn't pay Viacom whatever they wanted. It's a funny market. You have a you have basically two, maybe three purchasers, and uh, and then the studio selling them stuff. I don't quite so get a bit. Net, Amazon outbid them up. Is that our fault? Like, if you pay your subscription to one thing and you're watching something, and then all of a sudden it's gone, so now you got to pay another subscription to something else? Like, this kind of is an argument for uh, how me and Ant allegedly handle this. Like, we don't even need to get caught up. In, you know, just just do what you're doing. I'll take care of it. Yes. <laughs> like, this, you make it such a hassle. You wonder why people do that kind of crap. Like, just put it on the internet. I'll pay for it every month. It ain't going to be more than 10 bucks a month. And then yeah. let's call it a day. Well, no, I take that back. I'm going to do $12 a month. Will now you go 12? Netflix. Well, I mean, Netflix is going to change it up now. Really? To give you more devices. I don't. Netflix is going up to $12? Well, they'll give you more. Um, the give you the opportunity to stream to more devices. Which is good if you have, like, kids and stuff or if you don't share watching habits yes. with your significant other that you can just be like, here's a tablet, get the hell out of here. Yep. The thing is, you know, everybody says, whoa, we got to go to a la carte TV. We'll end up with a la carte TV. But you realize how un-a la carte things are. I mean, it, there's this level of granularity. Amazon has to deal with Viacom by all their kids' programs in one chunk. It's the same. Mm. The Why didn't Netflix say, I'll see your SpongeBob and raise you Arrested Development? No, get off our backs. Or something like that. Like, that was quite popular. Did you guys watch that at all? Yeah, I've, been, I've watched the first two episodes. Of um, the, new, the new stuff from when Netflix uh-huh. picked up? Okay. Yeah, gotta, so far, it's okay. What, you gotta Chris? go slowly. You can't do it in once. Yeah. It's I've not been, an all day. You can't binge uh, Arrested Development. It's not a binge show. You've got to go. If you try to do it all day, you'll go nuts. I've been trying to catch my girlfriend up on it, and we've been binging on like the first few seasons just so she kind of has an idea so we can watch the new stuff. And yeah, I kind of agree with you just because I've already seen them. So I'm like, uh, okay, I get it. There's money in the banana stand. But she was like loving it, you know? So it, yeah. It's As cool. a user. Of Netflix, uh, Amazon Prime, and Hulu Plus, and cable, and I've been fighting with my cable company for three days because my promotional package is expiring now. Mm. It's a very, very touchy subject right now because they, they've they've flatlined all the prices here. So no, there is no more promotional packages. Everyone pays the same rate unless you're a brand new customer for a year. That's it. So they've raised my cable bill will go up twenty bucks a month just because. What's your cable bill? Time. What's your cable bill? If you don't mind us asking. No, the bills. Uh, I've got. So I'll tell you what I have, and then I'll tell you the bill amount. Okay. I have a thirty meg line. Mm-hmm. I have uh, one HD box, mm-hmm. and then I can hardwire as many as I want. You know, without a box straight to it. Um, and I have digital uh, channels, um, no premium packages at all, and it falls before taxes, eighty five. <sighs> wow. Damn. Yeah. Now, if I want to up that to a hundred meg line, I can. And of course, you can add premium channels. You can. My point is, is that exact package now because they came into Charter and said, Charter, the new CEO said, no more promotions. Everyone pays the same rate. That means I instantly go up twenty dollars a month after my first year of service with them. You don't have a choice. You go up twenty bucks a month. So two hundred forty dollars more a year just for the same service. And so for for that, like, what are you watching on it? You don't have any of the premium channels, so like, what are you even watching? Just sports? You no. Know, well, stuff here's or? here's what they offer, and Ant kind of just brought up a minute ago. Both of you did. I can now through their service take a lot of the channels offline on my tablet. They allow you to use their login. There are reaching agreements like TNTs and TBSs, and so I can take and watch on my tablet. Um, I can also watch things on demand from free from about forty different channels. So I have a whole on demand catalog of recent shows which you know is- matt i have direct tv and i don't have any of the premium channels and when i'm watching television i'm actually watching either the dvr stuff from you know, the history channel and things like that that's you know because i don't care about all that other stuff and i have an on-demand catalog that is a lot of it's not even on hulu like hulu plus even though i pay for hulu plus there's stuff I can walk in now and pick up, like I said up to like 30 or 40 channels and i get stuff that i can watch on demand anytime i want the last five episodes 
then it's not DVR. It's streamed from them through the cable system. All right. I personally struggle to see why people deal with that. I could take half your 30 meg line and get you all the TV shows and movies you're wanting to watch. And I DVR nothing. I have no DVRs in the house. That just seems so. like such a hassle. I don't know. It is a hassle, Whatever. but you know what? Damn it. Um, it's legal. You're great. I don't always I don't always want to pay and watch the same crap on Netflix and Hulu. It's crap. I know. I rarely watch stuff on those either, but I hear you. What a pain. I love that. I love it when we have people on Google Plus that just like throw out random posts. They're like, "Hey, uh, anyone wanna?" This one, for example, I think you saw Ant uh, for our, our buddy. He was like, "Hey, anybody wanna give me their HBO Go login and I'll split the bill with you so I can yeah. watch this." And I was like, "Listen, dude, tell me what you want and I'll get it for you, and you can just pay me. Let's just do it that way. This will be much easier. Make it nice and simple." And he's, I know, right? And he's like, "Wait, really?" I'm like, "You know what? Don't even pay me. Here's a link, personal like invite. Here you go." Yeah. Thrilled. Wow, this stuff just aired like ten minutes. Wow. Yeah, dude. <laughs> wow. You know how much it is? It's like 20 bucks if you feel like donating for the cause. Yeah. Cool. Done. All right. Anyway, that's our time here. <laughs> I, yeah, I, think I always my like. My feed is a 24 hour feed. It's usually like by the next morning, something like that. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Chris. Uh, yeah. All right. We, I always like to try and end the show on something alleged or illegal. So. Seems like we're keeping up with that. Good very, job. Very nicely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have is a piece of really This is really not something I'm at. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't would even that HBO Go thing, that wouldn't work, would it? I mean, wouldn't HBO realize that? I would no. imagine. they Don't they, they track don't. IP and stuff? They would have to be like, you first logged in here, and now you're on the other side of the country? Hmm. Maybe not. I I don't know. I don't use it. I watch HBO on other places, allegedly. <laughs> I'm kidding, what? HBO. I don't watch any of your stuff, but I'm excited for next Sunday's Game of Thrones. <laughs> I wanted to update my lower third just for everyone watching. This is being aired and recorded. I wanted to update my lower third. <laughs> <laughs> but see, if you became part of Yats, you could take your cable bill and just send that to me as part of the server dues, and we'll call it even. <laughs> Uh, just to be clear, I just want to put that on there. This is recorded, right? Okay. All right, okay. Chris is innocent. Whatever. En- enjoy your uh, cable bill. So, uh, yeah, it's very good, guys. Uh, Aunt Pruitt, what have you, you written anything lately we should uh, mention? Uh, no, I've been writing reports more than anything. TPS sadly. reports? <laughs> yeah, they- TPS reports. Fantastic. Oh, man. Uh, Mike, you got anything you want to point people to real quick? You know, I'm still writing on Dell's uh, Tech Page One. Uh, check out uh, TechPageOne.com, and uh, you'll see a few of my pieces out there. Good deal, Larry. I'll say I do stuff for Tech Page One, and for and I put some more stuff back on AND. I'm not sure quite which one to put in. I see your stuff. stuff every now and then. Good stuff, yeah. by the way. Good stuff. But, thank you. But All mainly, right. I, I'm blogging more than that. We got links to your blog on the site, of course, Larry. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chris, tell us about something uh, you're doing. Uh, right now, my big thing is clearing out the backlog of reviews for product stuff. So see the playlist on YouTube under Spike Studio, all the product reviews. And I will have some more content on the blog shortly. But uh, that's I got to do stuff first. Good deal. Richard, what are you doing? Uh, well, I've written a couple, a few articles for AND uh, recently. Uh, like I did a... Nice little write-up on uh, the Exploratorium. At that was cool. Oh, yeah, that Man, was... that was cool, Richard. And, sure. and, uh, and then there's another one I did on the Computer History Museum. It's about a half a mile from my uh, office here in Google mm-hmm. uh, where they have a bunch. I mean, they don't have, like, the prototype ENIAC or anything like that, like in Washington, D.C., but they got a really nice story arc of uh, the history of computing there. So I did another article on that uh, with some good uh, pitch. I also had a bunch of these classic little computer world pins, some of which are really kind of, you know, racy. What? <laughs> racy like pins. What you yeah, like, this is like, you know, like, uh, yeah, just little things I'm not going to go into really, but, you know, basically, uh, you know, just, just stuff like, uh, you know, King Kong plays Kong and, you know, uh, you know, I mean, that wasn't the racy one, but, uh, the, you know, like things like old, old Apple pins. Like they had a bunch of Apple ones where Apple was like calling, you know, Windows a copycat. 
you know, like Windows Windows ninety five equals Apple eighty eight or something. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that kind of stuff, you know. Where well, this 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 isn't a new thing. This this you copied us thing. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Didn't we mention so, okay. pre-show that like that happened back in the day, like during the revolution stuff? Like we were copying stuff back then. Like there, did oh, you right, mention right. about? Wait, 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 we were talking about the, a little bit about that China America summit, and basically, to me, it reminds me of whenever British textile manufacturing uh, people would come and memorize the schematics to the textile mill and come over to the U.S. and copy it and build it. Uh, in the in America, and then basically the Brits would get all mad. Uh, so that we're we're the Brits in this kabuki theater, and then the right. Chinese are us. Yeah, so it's basically like that, except without the Mandarin and the internet thing. Right, less low main. All right, uh, yet another dot com. Subscribe to the show. Uh, leave us a message four zero six two zero four four six eight seven if you like. Uh, check out the purple android there. Attackingtheandroids.com, check out that. Check out Ant's point-and-shoot smartphone photographer community hangout tomorrow, every Thursdays. Uh, we do yats every Wednesday evening. So check out the site, Google Plus Community. That's where we all hang out and post stupid, funny stuff about tech crap we read. And, uh, yeah, here we go. Thanks for listening, guys. Catch you next week. Bye. <laughs>